Welcome to the What the Fuck Is That podcast, where we ask the age-old question of What the Fuck Is That? I'm your host, Jess. I'm Jen. How are you doing, Jenny? I'm doing good. How about you? Well, we just got our sillies out, so that was a whole big thing. <laughs> that was a whole process, yeah. It was, we, I think we started to try to attempt recording, like, about an hour ago. <laughs> just about. Yeah. Just about. We went on a giggle fit. And I was threatening Jenny within an inch of her life. Um, <laughs> Constantly. So while we're recording this, this is our last recording date before yeah. the launch of the actual podcast. I cannot believe we release on Friday. It's insane, but it's exciting that it's going to be coming out on Friday and people are actually going to hear it. I know. First I'm, time. I'm super anxious about it, but I'm super excited. It's like anticipation is a lot and I'm like, okay, I'm ready for people just to hear it and get other people's opinions. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. I mean, we've been talking about doing this since I was living in a different state. Yeah. Like the planning process of it all has taken a while but I think now that we're into it like we're into it we have figured out so much behind the scene things so many things that we want to get set up for you guys yes once we build up we have oh I have so many good things planned so I'm many a, things coming I'm an ADHD planner <laughs> like for fun I like to plan things yes yes you do I will I have like little notes in my notes app of like different projects that I have planned that I don't tell anyone else about that like may or may not happen in real life but they happen in my fantasy head and it puts me at ease this is the reason why you plan our trips when we go to Disney no uh but so I have so many good things planned and so we will it's all coming in due time but if you want to support all of those fun goodie things coming out, you can go ahead and follow us over on Instagram. We do fun little pictures of things that were in the episode. We announce a week ahead of time on the Instagram what our topic is gonna be. And that's usually where we're gonna update you guys the most. So you can find all that over on Instagram at WTF is that pod. If you listen to this episode and you're like, oh my gosh, these spooky bitches are the shit, you can go over to our Patreon, WTF Is That Podcast. Over there, there are all kinds of different tiers of support levels. Um, We appreciate whatever you guys can do, but going over to Patreon will help us out so we can get better mics, better sound system, just to give you guys the best possible podcast experience out there, which is what we want for all of you. All right, so you want to talk about some munchkins? That's disturbing. (laughs) Oh, they're disturbing, all right. Hey, Jen. Hey, Jess. Do you know about the dark shit of The Wizard of Oz? What the fuck is the dark shit of Wizard of Oz? Ooh, I would love to tell you. Please tell. So I already knew some of this stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. But then Morbid did an excellent episode on it. Yes. And so if you want to go check it out, that's, I looked it up because I wanted to give them credit because it is such a well done episode. Yes, it is. Um, so that's going to be Morbid episode 281, 
the dark secrets behind the Wizard of Oz. And to be uber specific, it came out November 24th, 2021. Like, I... She really went in on it. I have it down. So, The Wizard of Oz, if you don't know what this movie is, I I don't know what to tell you. Um, Um. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you because it's 84 years old. Like, it just turned 84 years old as of August 25th. Wow. Yeah. Like, I didn't... Well, and I didn't realize it was that old. I didn't either. I didn't think it was that old. No, I did the math and I was like, wait a second. Huh. I thought like 40, 50 years. Yeah. This movie had a budget of $3 million and then got a worldwide gross return of $25 million. We know what that is. I do. (laughs) it's about 500 million dollars wow yeah so like they put a good amount of money in it but it still made that much that doesn't even include all the re-releases that they have done oh yeah it's just brought all this it had two academy awards for its score um and its famous song somewhere over the rainbow love it love that song so there were some frightening parts to the filming of The Wizard of Oz that are not just the flying monkeys. Okay. I think I was already like 10 or 11 the first time I saw The Wizard of Oz. So the person that raised me is afraid of the flying monkeys. That seems like something he would be afraid of. Yeah, and so he would never watch The Wizard of Oz. And so I was already, I think, a little bit older when I watched it for the first time because of that reason. I was going to say, I know that I was definitely a lot younger than 10 or 11 the first time I watched The Wizard of Oz. I think I have watched and read and heard stuff from Wicked more than I've watched The Wizard of Oz. Like, I could probably count on one hand the amount of times I've watched The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely something that we didn't grow up on, but it was part of, like, if you ever, I mean, you and I both grew up in a music world, so I feel like in the music community that was something that was brought up at least once, yeah, it was kind of like that revival. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I mean, like, I had obviously, like, seen bits and pieces until finally, I think I was, like, eight that I finally saw the full thing. Um, it's kind of a spooky movie, just in general. A little bit, yeah. I mean, there are definitely parts that are disturbing that I would see as an adult now as, like... Ooh. Yeah, like, ooh, I don't... Mm, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so not only is all that like a little spooky and scary in general, the way they treated the cast was also uber spooky and icky. Oh, yay. So let's start off with probably the person who got it the worst, which was our star, Judy Garland. Of course. So Judy was 16 at the time of filming, and they had actually wanted somebody younger to play the role. Like, I thought Dorothy was supposed to be yeah. a 15, 16-year-old. Yeah, I thought, I thought so, too. No, she's supposed to be 9 to 10, apparently. 
Whoa. I know. That's a whole different... They wanted Shirley Temple for the role. Really? So at the time of filming, Judy was 16 and Shirley Temple was 10. And that's the age that they wanted her to be. Could you imagine if Shirley Temple ended up playing Dorothy? No, I think it would be a completely different movie. Yeah. Because I feel like Shirley, I don't, granted, I have not watched a lot of Shirley Temple movies, but from what I gather of the things that I've seen, they're more like comedic almost. Like they have yeah. that comedic twinge to it. Yeah. And meanwhile, so. well, in Wizard of Oz, you have Judy Garland just giving this like very emotional dramatic performance. Yes. Like as somebody like as a kid lost in another world would. Yeah. Because they wanted somebody younger, Judy was constantly told that she was fat, that she had to lose weight, so that way she would lose her, like, more womanly shape that she was taking in at 16 to look younger. Absolutely not. She had to lose 13 pounds for filming. That is not healthy. No, it was not. So she was on a strict diet of black coffee, cottage cheese, and chicken soup. And that was all she was allowed to have. At 16? At 16. That is malnourishing a child. But don't worry, don't worry. She started smoking, so that way she wouldn't get hungry, and she would smoke about 80 cigarettes a day just to keep the hunger away. Mm. Right? That's fine. That's a normal thing that should happen to a 16-year-old, right? So she's smoking 80 cigarettes a day. Mm. She's barely eating. She's being told that she's overweight and that they wanted, like, a little child, and now you have to pretend to be a little child, even though everyone already thinks Dorothy is supposed to be the age that she is. No. That's so horrible. So, this is actually where her drug addiction started. Of course. Was during the filming of this movie. Of course. Well, they were going for... 13 plus hour days because there was no requirement at the time film was such a new thing that they didn't have any labor law requirements that's true for people on set for actors it for was children this was a lawless land yeah like it's still pretty lawless but during this time it was a lawless land. It was a free-for-all. So, yeah, this is really where Judy's drug addiction started. She was given amphetamines to keep her weight down. And then she was given barbiturates to help her sleep. And so just that whole drug cocktail. Then to just top it off, like, Judy's 16. She was sexually harassed by some of the munchkins mm. who would, like, touch her without her permission and, like, go up under her dress. Like, in between takes. That's so disturbing. Yeah, well, it's just sad. Like, this woman was was so harassed. sad for her. Like, she's such an iconic woman. And to see that that's how she was treated. But the worst part is, the more you look into it, the more this was a consistent thing that you can see happen over and over again. Where there's promising young actress... They're sexually harassed, they're mentally abused, they're told to lose weight, 
they're put on these drugs, they become addicted to the drugs, and then overdose on the drugs, and then they're gone. Yeah. Like, there was... a young age. Yeah. Like, the amount of times that happened with this generation of actresses... I mean... Actresses specifically, too. Not actors. First person comes to mind, Marilyn Monroe. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. A hundred percent. It's just... Over and over and over again. And they're fine. I would hope so. Finally got the point, even though they don't treat actresses that great in Hollywood still. Yeah. But, my God, the amount of women that had to die. And that was just the famous ones. Yep. This isn't even the people on the side. I need to get off my soapbox about this (laughs) because I have very strong opinions of how people were treated during this time. We'll get into that a lot later. But anyways, so on top of being harassed by the munchkins, she was also harassed by one of the directors because what I didn't realize is that there were several directors who worked on The Wizard of Oz. Oh, I did not know that. Even though one is credited. I did not know that. Yeah, it switched through several of them. So the director at the time was Victor Fleming. One day they're on set. They're recording the scene where... Dorothy slaps the lion across the face Mm -hmm. to, like, get him back into it. Yeah. And Judy is laughing because it's it's a funny thing. Like, she's slapping a full man dressed as a lion. Yeah. It's a little silly. So the the at-the-time director, Victor Fleming, comes up to Judy after they take the scene a couple of times and she's giggling, goes up. Slaps her across the face. Oh, my God. And essentially tells her, that's how you do it. Record the scene. And she did it in one take perfectly after that. Wow. I... She's 16. No, you don't do that. Mm Mm-mm. You don't do that in general. No. But you especially don't do it to a 16-year-old child. Yeah. Who is just giggling because shit's funny. So Judy's going through all this. She's the star of the movie. And she wasn't even paid the most of the cast. Of course she wasn't. No. Who was? So she was earning about $500 a week. And the Scarecrow and the Tin Man were earning $3,000 a week. What? Okay, my question is, is it just because they're males? Or is it because, I mean, I can see where the Tin Man, like, I think he ended up getting, I, I'm probably jumping ahead, I know a fact that he ended up getting sick because of something uh, to do with his costume, I believe. No, I think because she's young, this is like her first big debut, she just doesn't have, like, what is she going to do, say no? Yeah, that's true. I see. Yeah, as opposed to these two grown men who have been actors for longer Yeah, can go, um, no, and here's why. And they're, the producers are going to go, okay, you know, yeah. and that's just how it was. Um, so to talk about a pay disparity, Toto, whose real name is Terry... Okay. Was paid more than the munchkins per week. A dog was paid more. Yeah. 
than the munchkins. Yeah, I couldn't find how much exactly the munchkins were paid, but Terry was paid $125 per week, and the munchkins were making less than that. Wow. Can you imagine being paid less than a dog? Right. Like, I could never. It's insane. But, so to go on with all the just insane shit that was happening during the filming of this movie, uh, Terry, so Toto, yes, was actually stepped on <gasps> at the very beginning of production, and they had to use a fill-in Toto for two weeks <gasps> while the real Toto recovered. Poor baby. But what? I'm like, like, did they break something? Or no, they're fine. I'm sure they just because it said it was just like a two week recovery. So oh, poor baby. But I'm like, with all the wild stuff, the other stuff that we'll get into with this movie, of course, of course, that's what happened. You know, because what else could possibly go wrong? You step on the dog. Seriously. Oh my goodness. Poor baby. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so... I hope that dog got workman's cop. <laughs> Probably not. It was the 30s. <laughs> they said, workman cop, who's that? <laughs> Moving on to the Tin Man. So the Tin Man was played in the movie by Jack Haley. Okay. But he was not the first person cast for the role. Oh. Originally, the role was played by Buddy Ebsen, and he they actually started the production with him in the role. However, you have to get a tin-looking face somehow. Yes. So the makeup department decided aluminum powder oh, is the best way to get that, that thing that we are going for. Oh, Goodness, that's no, it's not a good thing to do. Yeah, well, they did it and they put it all over his face. So, nine days after filming began, Buddy became extremely ill. And I've seen different places say different things. Uh Some people say it was aluminum poisoning, which I wouldn't be fucking surprised. Uh And some places are saying he just had an allergic reaction. But I'm more inclined to say that it's probably poisoning since you're putting it directly on his skin and he's breathing it in. Probably, yeah. If it's it's a powder, you said, right? A dust? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely inhaling that and that's not good for your system. Yeah, that's why I'm like, um, I highly doubt it was just an allergic reaction, but it was like 50-50 on the sources that I was seeing. Okay. So I just put it in. Interesting. He went to the hospital because he was having issues breathing he was having like severe itchy skin oh goodness so he was actually admitted into the hospital at this time like he spent 10 days in the hospital oh my gosh so during the time that he was in the hospital the director was actually pushing him to come back immediately ew they were essentially like come back onto set or we'll fire you absolutely not So, Buddy was actually in the hospital for a while, but after 10 days of him being in the hospital, Buddy was fired from The Wizard of Oz. That's so fucked. For getting sick because of their fault. Oh my gosh. 
No. Yeah. That is so... It's fucked. Fucked up. Yeah. They continue to do fucked up things because the whole reason Jack Haley is in the movie was because they told him that he was. Oh. He didn't audition. <laughs> he didn't put in for it. So, so in he case, was voluntold. Yeah. So in case you don't know how studios worked at the time, it isn't like now where you have an agent and you audition for a role and you go out for specific things. It was more like you signed with that studio a contract for a certain amount of time and they just put you in whatever movies that they wanted. You didn't have a say in it. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So that's why there's so many times where you'll see a casting for a movie during this time. And you're like, that's odd casting. It's because it wasn't casting. They just took two people from the studio that they wanted to be in a movie and put them in the movie. And that was their casting. There was no typecasting. There was no, we need somebody who can do these specific things. It was, I want you and you and kiss. Like, that's how it was. (laughs) It's like life-size Barbies. Yes, it's essentially, (laughs) that's what they did. And when I found that out, so many things clicked about old-timey movies. That makes a lot of sense I need to get down off my soapbox. They changed the formula of the makeup from a powder to a paste. So in theory, you're not breathing in the aluminum. In theory. Well, so Haley's still got, like, constant eye infections. I was going to say, I was like, it's all over his face. Yes. So he would get eye infections from it because it's still getting into his eyes. So while he's not breathing it in, it's not getting into his lungs. It's It's still still getting getting into into his system. Get out of my head. Stop. (laughs) That'll make up things fun. We love constant eye infections. I guess it's better than um, not being able to breathe. But then the costume was also made of metal, so he couldn't sit in it. So, like, mind you, I told you, they are doing long-ass days. Like, It's not funny, but it's kind of funny. It's a little funny if you picture it for long enough. Yeah. Especially if you think about, like, he couldn't sit, so he would just lean on walls. And they said he got so good at leaning on walls that you would just see Jack there, like, asleep. Oh, my God. Just leaning against the the wall. Like, it's sad, but it's also funny. Like, I'm pretty sure he's dead now, so that makes it okay, right? Jessica, you can't just say people are dead. Why not? (laughs) Is it wrong? (laughs) Kind of. I'm sure he is. It's rude. It's a fact. Is it, though? Check it. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's dead. This movie came out 84 years ago, and I'm pretty sure he was in his 30s then. Check it. I fucking hate you. How long it was He good? died in 1979. I think it's fine. <laughs> he died before we were born. I think I'm good. Anyways, just a quick little side note. 
I want you to guess. Uh, I'm bad at guessing. What substance actually comes down the Tin Man's face when he's supposed to be crying the oil? Actual oil? No. It's what? a little more wholesome. It was chocolate sauce. Oh. <laughs> You're like, I don't know, lighter fluid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, at this point, shit, Gasoline. I don't know. Did they poop on his face? I <laughs> guess that'll be another one. Okay, so let's move on to the Scarecrow. Okay. The Scarecrow was played by Ray Bolger. Okay. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. It's okay, someone will correct us. I'm sure. This makeup department was wild and they put prosthetics on the scarecrow that actually ended up scarring his face. Oh, goodness. He had lines on his face that didn't fade until a year after production. Wow, that's a long time. Oh, yeah. He had burns on his face from the makeup. Which, what were you doing? Why? Who hired this makeup department? What? I mean, it's the 1930s. They're using what they got. I mean, but makeup has been around for thousands of years. The fact that you couldn't figure it out so it didn't burn someone's face is fucking wild to me. I mean, that's also fair. And then because also, apparently during this time, they could not figure out how to make something look like something else and still make it comfortable. His costume was made of real straw. Ouch. Yes. So he had to be completely covered in straw, including his ears. Ow. Yeah, so he has stated in interviews that when he was recording, he felt like he was yelling the whole time. Oh, which if his you, ears were stuffed. Oh, Which, goodness. if you watch the movie, yeah. there's a couple of times where you're like, why are you yelling? That's true. Because he literally couldn't, he couldn't hear, hear how loud he was being compared to the other actors because he has hay over his ears. My goodness, I can't, like, I know what that feels like to where you, you, you can't hear enough to, like, you feel like you're yelling. Yeah, it's just that clogged. Yeah. So to be trying to do that and doing a job where you have to talk and be able to hear how other people are doing in a scene. That's so difficult. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm stressed just thinking about it. Me too. So then just to piggyback onto horrible costumes, we can move on to the Cowardly Lion. Oh, who my was, favorite. Oh, is he really? Yes. He's adorable. He was played by Bert Lair. His costume was actual lion pelts. That makes me so sad. I know. But that means his costume was 80 to 90 pounds. That he had to carry and act in. That's like a firefighter carrying all their gear all day. So the costume had to be washed daily at the end of recording. And it took two people just to wring it out because of how big and massive it was. It still just makes me so sad to know that it's actual lion it fur. It gives like. me the ick. It's just, again, one of those things 
where it's like you couldn't find anything else right. that looked like that. You had to you had to do the actual thing. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. Cause I mean anyone who knows lions are my favorite animal. Oh yeah. You Leo. Yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> but I mean, lions have always been my favorite animal ever since I was a little kid before I knew what Zodiac was, yeah. you know? Um, lions have always been my absolute favorite, and so to know that an actual lion's skin was used for this... It's sad. It's... It's ugh. heartbreaking. Like, oh my goodness. Well, and then you have that thought in your head, and you're wearing it all day. I don't like it. I'm it's, just also imagining the, the smell. Ooh. Because scent would get up to 100 degrees just from lighting. You absolutely not. So it's already a lion pelt. And, he, like, he's not a small guy. No, he has to be dying underneath that. Yeah. So, like, legit, he was literally dying of heat exhaustion every day. Oh, my God. And for whatever reason, the big thing on this set was liquid diets. Why? I don't know. But he survived on a liquid diet for most of production. But here's the reasoning for his. As opposed to Judy Garland, who they were just being assholes to. Uh Uh-huh. With his prosthetics and makeup, it was extremely time-consuming to do his makeup. So instead of having a lunch like everyone else where he would actually eat, he would go on that liquid diet so that way they didn't have to reapply the prosthetics and makeup and save some time. After a while, he finally put his foot down and was like, I'm eating lunch. You guys can fix it after. I'm not doing this shit anymore. Yeah, you cannot survive on a liquid diet like that, especially... I mean, under the conditions he was under? Oh, yeah. Jeez, no. Yeah, just the thought of it. I got cranky today because I forgot to eat until, like, one and was doing errands. I can only imagine carrying something 80 to 90 pounds in a 100-degree room and then being on a liquid diet. No, thank you. No. Mm Mm-mm. No. I would not very nice. I mean, I'm not nice in general, but I would be even worse. Yeah, we don't do good when we're hangry. It's not a good time. No, not at all. Moving on to our final character in the horrificness that is this makeup department, we have the Wicked Witch of the West. I was waiting for her to come up. Played by Margaret Hamilton. So... Again, in case, for whatever reason, you haven't seen this movie, the Wicked Witch of the West is green. So the makeup that they used was copper-based. That meant that it's toxic to ingest. So Margaret had to be on a... Liquid diet. Liquid diet! You guessed it! Wonderful. The makeup was so toxic that the makeup artist had to use a special substance to remove it every night. Oh, gosh. So she would have to go through this process of taking off all the makeup every night before going home. It's so toxic to ingest, but it's seeping through her skin. Yeah, I don't know what they thought was going to happen with that part of it. It's insane. 
like, yes, she's physically not putting it inside of her body, but that is getting into her pores, into... I don't think they really understood how that worked. But yeah, it's just... It's All just... the dermis membranes, like, oh my gosh. So she, her skin was actually, like, tinted green for about a year after production oh because of the makeup. Well, then to top it off, it's... You put any substance like that on your skin, things are going to become more flammable. There's a scene in The Wizard of Oz where there's a puff of smoke and fire, and then, ooh, the witch disappears. Ooh. Spoiler alert, she goes through a trapdoor in the <clears> floor, <throat> and that's how practical effects work. Anyways. Thanks for the spoiler alert. You're welcome. I just didn't know if you knew, so I wanted to tell you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. That's how the practical effect works. However, one day it didn't. Oh. And the t- Oh? You gotta stop calling me out on my sound effects. Her hat and broom ended up catching on fire. Oh. Paramedics came on the scene and they had to use alcohol to take the makeup off her skin. So essentially, they are putting alcohol on severe burn wounds. Ouch. Uh, Yeah. Because they have to get the makeup off. It's copper makeup. They can't have that going into open wounds. How else are you going to get it off? It's an emergency. She had to have been in such severe pain. Yeah. So after this whole thing, Margaret recovered and she refused to reshoot that scene ever again. And she made a stand-in go for her. I would hope so. Yeah, but it left her with, like, burns on her hands. I think I read something that said there's a part of recording where she is wearing green gloves instead of putting the makeup on her hands because the burns were so bad that they couldn't put the makeup on, but they still had to have the effect that she was all green. I cannot imagine just going back, going back and doing that character in general, like. Oh yeah, I'm just like, I, just regular green makeup wasn't a thing. You guys couldn't figure out pigmentation. Right? You had to go with copper. Oh God, that's so horrible. It's insane. It's, and for the practical effect to not work that one time and everything catches on fire. Mm. The could have am- cost so much more. The amount of physical, mental, and emotional scarring that this movie took out on its actors is terrifying enough. There is a urban legend with The Wizard of Oz almost that in one of the scenes when they're walking down the Yellow Brick Road, you can see a person looking like they hung themselves in the background. Uh-huh. MGM Studios has said that was just a bird flying by that you could just see when they put out a higher resolution of The Wizard of Oz. Okay. I don't know. Seems weird. But I couldn't find anything to say yes it was. And the movie theater has said it's debunked. So Hmm. it's apparently debunked. Okay. But I saw that a lot. 
Do you want to guess what they used for the snow scene when they're in the field of poppies, what they used for the snow? What? I want you to guess first. Styrofoam? Oh, it's very close. Asbestos. Oh. Mm. You know, that good thing that That you should breathe in all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they poured it all over the top of them and their heads, and they said, breathe it in. It's for the take. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, like, essentially the only thing this film did ethically was the color-changing horse. <laughs> That's the only ethical part of this whole filming, is the color-changing horse. Um, yeah, they covered him in jello to like powdered jello uh-huh to get that color changing effect and that's how they got that color and how they got it to change so quickly okay so it's yeah, just that jello is, that is humane yeah. yeah well even like humane societies put on there yeah that was a super humane thing that they did Woohoo! they stepped on a dog poisoned a teenager poisoned a man Gave another man scarring and almost burnt a woman alive. But, you know, that's really good what they did with that horse. You need to warn a woman when you make those kinds of jokes. That's the whole point of this podcast. (laughs) And that is the grim tale of the production of The Wizard of Oz. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. Now you can think about that every time you watch The Wizard of Oz. So instead of being terrified by flying monkeys... You, you can be terrified by the mistreatment of its actors. You're welcome. The Thank real terror is capitalism. Wizard of Oz is a horror movie. Change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're at the end of our episode. And are we ready for a spooky fact? Or a creepy fact, I guess, for this week. Fine. I'm about to go to bed, but let's just deal with this, I guess, because you're going to make me do it regardless. That's perfect, because... <laughs> Funny you should mention that. <laughs> Funny you should mention sleep. Um, did you know that while you're asleep, your tongue mm-hmm. still moves? To push saliva down your throat. <clears> oh, <throat> God. <laughs> While you're sleeping. Just became, like, way too aware of my tongue. I know. <laughs> it made my tummy feel icky. Like. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you for that. I will now not be able to sleep because of you, because I will just be too aware of my tongue. <laughs> You're welcome for that. All right. And on that horrifying note, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at WTFIsThatPod. If you liked the weird spooky shit that you heard today and would like to hear more of it, you can come over to our Patreon. Over there we have early releases, a private Discord, and some special things that will only happen for those members over there. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to see you again next week. Bye. 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 Bye.